The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Calling to order the City Council study session for Monday, March 7th. First up that we'll be talking about is um, the Consumers Energy Project update. Do we have a representative here? Pardon? I didn't know if you had to call Rebel Call. Well, I mean, hello. Yeah, sure, can you? Can you oh, hear just me? give me one second, Craig. One second so we can do um, roll call real fast. Okay. Thank you. Roll call, Mayor Barrett. Uh, present. Mayor Pro Tem Cancer. Present. Councilmember Jennings. Present. Councilmember Miller. Here. Councilmember Panetta. Thank you. Okay. Is it Craig that's here from Consumers Energy? Yes, good evening. My name is Craig Titchworth. I'm a senior field leader for Consumers Energy that oversees in charge of contractor oversight. I oversee the contractors doing the underground gas for consumers across the state. Uh, sorry, oh, hey, to start out. Okay, Craig, one, uh, one second, because we are having audio um, difficulties because we cannot um, hear you clearly. Okay, you want to try it again, Craig? Nope, I can't hear you at all if you're talking. All right, can you hear me better now? I had earbuds in, I took them out. Is that yes, any better? That's better. Yeah, that's better. Okay, sorry about that. I was, everybody's home, so I was trying to hide in the basement and be quiet a little bit. Um, I can start over. My name is Craig Titsworth. I'm a senior field leader for Consumers Energy in charge of contractor oversight. I see the underground gas contractors across the state of Michigan. Um, first, I'd like to start out by apologizing for not being there. It's about an hour and 15 minutes from my house, so I didn't know how the weather was going to be. We had sleet and freezing rain about 30 minutes ago up here, so I didn't know exactly how that was going to go. But No problem. I guess... We also have on the call, we have uh, Matt Lewis and Ted Schauger um, from MUE on the call that have joined us. They are more detailed to the specific project and the work that's been going on out there. That would be, so I had them, invited them to the call so that they could talk directly about this specific job. And I guess I was really just, I, I read the emails. I tried to be there in person, but what I was seeing was I didn't see anything direct. Normally, if there's a complaint or something's going on, I normally see it, but I wasn't seeing anything. So I apologize. I didn't find out about this until last Friday and last Thursday night, I believe. And we had crews out there on Friday or Thursday, however the days panned out, to uh, do some restoration and try to clean things up. So I guess I'm really going to open it up to you guys to see what your questions and concerns are and see if I can help answer those. If not, 
If I can't answer them, I know Matt and Ted can. So I'm going to turn it over to you guys for your questions and concerns. Well, I appreciate that, Craig. So um, we will start off with one, and I guess I should only speak for myself, uh, is that I did not know anything about the uh, Consumers Energy Project. Um, it was only having to be on um, perusing one night of <laughs> Facebook and see that there was numerous um, uh, complaints about it. So not knowing about the project, the way that our residents' lawns and property are looking is um, pretty bad. And so it is where we want to know the project update, what's, you know, exactly what's going on, when it plans on um, being, when it's going to be ended. Um, and then also the plan that is for restoring uh, residents' uh, property to the way that it was before uh, consumers came. All right. I can start out with, I double checked on that because I did see that in the email about because Consumers Energy usually sends out flyers and notices prior to the start of any project. I followed up with our designer and our coordinator on that specific question. They said they sent out flyers on 1026 of last year saying of ongoing of upcoming work that would be starting in December or January. So that I would like to actually verify that they sent those out because I've had times where they told me they sent them out and nobody's been aware like you guys are right now. But they said they've mailed them out in October of last year to let people know. Normally it's 30 to 60 days prior to a project starting. Okay. And if I may, Mayor, um, sorry, Mayor and Council, I'm not there. We had a, had a sick child emergency. So, um, but Craig is correct. We've, I, myself and the city's engineers, we had a, uh, a pre-construction meeting with uh, representatives of consumers back at the uh, early part of October. Um, and so we were, you know, we were aware that the, pro the project was going to be happening and we've been working um, actually with consumers for several months, uh, knowing that this work was going to be occurring. We've been uh, doing our best to coordinate their consumers' efforts in advance of our infrastructure project efforts. So um, so we've been trying to work out this timeline for, for quite some time. Uh, and they, we did, like I said, we did have that pre-construction meeting uh, at the, the early part of October. And I had confirmed with our, with our main point of contact, uh, Sherry Payne, that they had sent those, those letters and mailers out. Um, so I, I, I know I, 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 and that, that's a pretty standard, it's pretty standard for these types of projects. We've also had, um, they are also required to submit a bond uh, for each for all project work um, to ensure that the if there if any issues occur um, unforeseen issues occur you know we have the the, the capability to uh, seize that bond if we need to uh, it also helps to ensure that uh, site restoration work uh, which is needed at these properties will occur 
So that those are some of the elements that we have in play as well. Thank you. Question? Okay. Uh, what did we do then as a city to notify residents about this coming project? Uh, this project has been, uh, it has been discussed, I believe it was in, uh, included in uh, e-newsletters, but I can't say for certain about that. But the, okay. the responsibility is on, it is on consumers to notify residents that the work is, um, is coming up, which is why it, we require them to have, uh, require them to do those mailings. Right, I, I understand that, but it would have been nice if the city, if you knew about it to communicate, to com communicate about it. So I'm not sure what kind of process we should put in place for future, because it's a pretty major project and uh, a lot of people are complaining, so. Well, I understand that again, that's why we have something them do the notice. But didn't you just say we sent something out, you think back in September, October? I do believe it was at least in the e-newsletter. Again, I can't say okay. for certain at this point, but um, I do believe it was at least communicated. Okay. And on my end, that lines up, Susie, thank you. That lines up with what, because Sherry is the one I actually contacted because she is over this project. She is the one I contacted and that's exactly what she said. And she said that after that early site meeting to coordinate the dates, that's when she mailed out the newsletter or mailed out through consumers to the, to the homeowners that this is when we would be doing this project. Now, as far as the project goes, I'm gonna let Matt or Ted speak on that. I know we're almost done, but I know you guys are looking for better than we're almost done as far as restoration, um, how much longer we have out there to work and just the conditions that we've been in this year with the freeze, the thaw, and I received, I had a field leader go out and drive it the other day and I received 30 some photos from my field leader. So I do understand what kind of condition this is in. And I do understand how big of an inconvenience and muddy mess this has been. So I would like to apologize for that. But as far as specific dates, I'll let the contractors themselves speak onto the specific dates of the project. So Ted or Matt, Yes, this is Ted Schauger speaking. So I'm with MUE as well. I'm the superintendent. Um, so just so you know, we did have a meeting. We've done five streets, I think, over there. And we had a meeting with uh, Scott Ringel with Giffel before we started these projects. But um, so the four streets are done. We still have one resident in uh, California where he had passed away. And the family lives up in Grayling. So we're still waiting to make contact with them to finish the California project. So once we've reached them, we'll be able to go back in there, cut off the risers and bury. I think we got one hole left over there. Uh, the guys have been out there all last week trying to smooth things out, but it's just a wet area right there where it uh, seems like every time we try to get the back off the road to do any kind of excavating, we just make a bigger mess. But yes, so we have the one customer left and then we will make everything as safe as we can till warmer, drier weather so we can actually address the mud and the ruts and everything else. But we have been trying to smooth them out the best we can. Well, um, I appreciate that. And, and one to make sure that this reiterated is that consumers is going to repair residents' um, property back to 
minimally the way that it was before uh, their property was dug up. Oh, for sure. And we did leave uh, our phone number with every door hanger out there. So everybody does have our, our contact info. So you're saying you went back out and gave everybody your phone number? Yes. Yep. Okay. Tentatively, before we start, we try to put a door hanger on everybody's door so they don't call on you guys or Consumers Energy. They can call us. Okay. And so just going forward um, for uh, Susie and um, Kim and Scott, <laughs> Uh, just to make sure that um, we follow up to make sure that we continuously put something as big as this into the uh, e-newsletter e and in the newsletter and then on the city Facebook, the City of Lathrop Village Facebook site. And the website. Yes, no problem. And I, um, we, we will definitely do that. Um, I know that consumers will be doing several more uh, projects um, in the coming in the coming years, I believe. I think it's a couple year project at least. Um, and I've already talked to Sherry about uh, being more proactive uh, and they will um, before they begin their next round of work and I do not have those those dates yet. Um, before they begin that next round of work, they will um, come and make a presentation towards council and Again, we'll we'll do all those things that you just asked. Okay. Well, I, one thing is I wanted to say is that I, I appreciate you all coming um, on what might have been short notice, and I appreciate um, the apology. You know, of course, um, we did get inundated with um, concerns about um, the lawns, and to know that you all will be repairing them, and then just like I said, going forward, it's kind of just doubling back. Um, like you did this time, just to make sure that all the residents um, know about it. I, I can understand and um, that this was in October and now we're in March. It could have been oversight also on maybe the residents uh, site too. But if we do it more than once, then and make sure that we do on our ends that we are uh, communicating to the residents, I think that we, we won't have any more issues like this. So thank you. And one more thing I'd like to add, if as far as they went out and hung the door hangers. So if you guys have the door hangers, if you could post something that if they actually call the door hangers that they have the numbers on there directly for MUE for the restoration or those concerns, we receive those about three times faster than if they try to chase something down through consumers energy, or if they try to jump on Facebook and just post something that way. I, I understand people post what they want to post, but if they can, call that number that's a direct number to them we can address their concern that day as far as listening to it and put a plan together to come out and fix anything right away for them so it just it's a lot quicker than because i've dealt with quite a few complaints where i get well i've talked to five or six different people inside of consumers and i couldn't get a hold of anybody and i appreciate you calling me back and now you fixed it in two days so just knowing that if they use that number versus running it around in our system, I know it can be a little complicated on where they want to report it to. I got and, you. Um, and then also, can you provide that phone number to um, Pam Baracci? Yes. If you have it off the top of your head or you can email her. Yeah, I don't have it off the top of my head, but if we could email it. Okay, that'd be great. And if you could um, send a copy of that door hanger 
um, to the office, whether electronically or um, that would be helpful too. And I can even pop something in our, I'll, I mean, there was something in the e-newsletter this past Friday, but I can make sure it's uh, again in the e-newsletter uh, this Friday. So. Wonderful. Any other <clears throat> questions? Yes, I have a question. Um, after the restoration work is done, um, what happens if people have complaints? Who do they go to? Who's responsible for taking care of that? Uh, us, yes. MU, they can still contact us. So my name is Matt Lewis. I'm, I'm from MUE as well, and I'm, I'm the manager of the area. We are a local company. We do care about uh, making sure that this is taken care of. We're sorry that this came to you folks, but uh, they, they can contact MUE directly, and we, we will take care of their, their concerns. We actually had a uh, restoration superintendent actually go out there and also pass out his business card so they call him direct to make sure that their problems are taken care of. So, so the actual uh, resident, uh, the resident uh, will actually get a phone call. I mean, to get a card from the restoration company and then they also, and they still call the 800 number that will be posted um, in our e-newsletter and on our website and on the door hangers that uh, the residents receive? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Any other questions? Thank you all so much for um, coming. We appreciate the time. I appreciate the time. And, um, you know, we'll be in touch. I'll be in touch if uh, we have any other issues. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Okay, yeah, just to use that as a lead in, um, you know, as we approach the spring and the start of the construction season, we've got a lot of construction coming up this spring, summer, and fall. Um, and the city engineer, along with uh, Susie uh, Stack, are, are working on a communication plan to get out in front of it and provide residents with information so this kind of thing. So they're aware that, that this kind of thing is going to continue to happen for the next uh, several months, six months or so. so. Now, this would be a good place to also say where Jalen was coming up with the text messaging um, idea for residents to kind of look at. I'm just, I'm serious. Not, I mean, I'm laughing, but no, I'm serious I'm about I'm going into that because this would be a good idea if, you know, to right. be able to text, um, do text blast. Yeah. Just trying to, you know, exhaust all media uh, opportunities, especially coming up in the spring. And I know there are a lot of construction. Um, issues going on because the next company that needs to be here will be DTE. I can start working with him on that. Thank you. Don't we have a don't we have something that I get text messages all the time. What we have uh we do have a service through revise. It's not as I, from how from what I've used of it so far, I don't think it's nearly as robust as um, maybe what we've talked about in the past for text messaging services. Um, it is something um, at the bottom of our website, different on each page, there's an area for us to, do you wanna send a text alert? Um, so, you know, generally I, I put a text alert for all, um, for all changes to the news headlines. Um, so, I mean, you can send text alerts. You just need to remember that they need to be, uh, that you need to include some substance in there, right? Um, but again, I don't think it's 
quite as robust as what we've talked about in the past. I believe Cheryl was looking into that about six months ago. I know I had talked to her about it. Um, yeah, it's a much more robust system. Than, I mean, the revised thing, it's hit or miss. Sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. Even when you do get them, there's not a whole lot of information in them. Right. Do we know if they have enhancements available? Revised is not very, um, again, from what I've used of it so far, it's very limited. I don't, I mean, you can, you can only put in, I think, 300 characters, um, you know, you can't put some links in there. So it's, it, you really need to be concise. Some of the other services that are just text message based can do a little bit more. Eclipse also has a text messaging system. Okay. But you'll work with, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, any other questions? Next up is the PowerPoint presentation, Adam Thompson. Great, so. Yeah, hey, we have PowerPoint here. I'm not sure how well you could hear us. Perfect. So we're Tower Point. We uh, know that you guys have American Tower uh, leasing some space on one of the properties. Uh, we are American Tower's largest leaseholder in the world. Uh, we've done about 7,000 of these cell site transactions. Um, largest private cell site lease company in the United States. Uh, and we work with similar leases where you guys lease space on a property. Uh, there's a big tower stuck in the ground. It uh, lays out a tentative rental schedule to be received from the, to the village. It mentions that that tenant has one-sided five-year options to stay or go, uh, as well as a 30-day termination option per your original lease. So a uh, 30,000 foot view is we see that we will pay more money to pool risk with these leash leases than any other municipality or private property owner would, would probably pay. I think in this instance, uh, based upon, I think the two tenants on the tower of 5,100 a month, we would uh, likely be st uh, first paying $1.2 million to the village. Uh, it looks like there is also potentially $1,700 in change maybe coming on for DISH, which would then... Adam, uh, hold on a second. Are you showing a presentation right now? Uh, yes, a quick overview of, uh, of the tower. Are you showing it to us? Because we only see you all. That's what this asking that. Say that again. I'm sorry. Are you actually doing a presentation? Or are you just, I mean, because we don't see anything but the two of you all. Sure. I mean, we don't have a PowerPoint presentation. Oh, okay. we're, just, sure. we're, okay. we're, we're just starting off with the 30,000 foot view of your economics and kind of what's on the table. And then if you want to go back and get granular on any particular topic or have us generate a PowerPoint on some uh, industry background or your financials or anything else you need, we're happy to uh, to go from there. But basically, simply put that Assuming that that final dish piece comes on, we would likely be paying the village $1.6 million guaranteed, along with uh, any other revenue we bring on. So that's just, that, that's just kind of for starters. So with that, I don't know if you have any questions about anything in particular. Okay. 
six point, it was six point, sorry, one point six million guaranteed only if this guy, I want to make sure I heard it right. Only if this comes on. So here's part of the question, if someone happens to know, is we were confirming the existing tower economics. And it seemed like one number may have uh, indicated 5,100 uh, and mentioned a piece for DISH. So DISH is a newer company that's really just rolling out right now. So there's very, it's very common where people are, or, you know, cities, schools, whoever, uh, may be getting a certain rental portion associated with DISH, even though DISH may not yet be uh, broadcasting with antennas on the physical structure. So physically looking from good old Google Maps, it appeared that there were two rungs on the tower. We understand that T-Mobile and AT&T were there. So the fact that there was a third piece that was tied to DISH, I just would leap to the assumption that perhaps DISH is in the works of coming on, and that would then bring it to a grand total of, I guess, 5,100 plus 1,700. So assuming that, so that based upon the 5,100, we're already at $1.2 million. Assuming that that final and third 1,700 came on, proportionately speaking, same apples to apples, that would then bring to a grand total of a roughly $1.6 million. And if there was any other opportunities to get more revenue on, then, I mean, we're happy. I mean, we're, we're in the business of pulling risk with cancelable sell these cash flows and bringing on more cash flows to the property owner. So that's, that's kind of the gist. And correct me if I'm wrong, but there's actually, there's four $1,700 payments that we're getting for that tower. We've got AT&T, T-Mobile, and DISH, and then we also have the $1,700 lease payments from uh, from American Power. Correct. Yeah, and that so looked at because right now we see two physical little, um, uh, call them halos or little kind of rungs and antennas. So it does make sense that you would have a, a kind of a uh, initial anchoring kind of very, very first ground lease that that would be that that, that 1700 you indicated uh, as well as then maybe the leases itself for each tenant that came on but um, but I guess I know that AT&T and T-Mobile were there I think even the uh, something on one of the forms that you had received indicated AT&T and T-Mobile but when you only see two tenants on there I was just kind of a little bit I didn't want to over promise that, that dish money, because I don't I don't see a third dish antenna on there. So I just assumed that maybe it was in the works. I'm not sure if you already know that they're already on there or maybe Google Maps is outdated. Don't know, but I guess we're getting payments that indicate that we're getting a $1,700 payment from dish. Sure. Yeah. So based upon that cumulative $6,800 a month, that would be $1.6 million. But that's also why we have due diligence where we send out a photographer. They just kind of get the, you know, up to speed, um, you know, kind of a update as far as who's on there. Um, but based upon 6,800, we will be paying the village $1.6 million. And then, and then would we, would we continue? So I guess, well, I have to say, Five questions coming to my mind all at once. Can you, I guess first, can you, can you step back and, and explain where you come into the picture? So, um, 
you know, so so you are would act as an intermediary between us and American power. Is that correct? So in a sense, American power is already kind of an intermediary. And so you're right. I'm going to take this way. So now that we've kind of addressed the surface level terms, um, I agree. It's good to kind of now just get kind of wrap our minds around the bigger picture macro level idea here. So at the end of the day. You have carriers like AT&T and Verizon that actually beam signals to people's cell phones. American Tower does not beam signals to cell phones. They just essentially collect as much as they can from a mobile carrier, and they pay as little as possible to the property owner, and they make this sweet delta for quote-unquote managing the tower, which means they're really managing it for the carrier against whoever owns the property because they're not in the business of uh, like publishers clearing, they don't, they don't show up to people's place with balloons and a big check saying, we're doing an upgrade, we're not supposed to, here's $100,000 or, hey, we wanna pay you this big windfall because they're in the business of, again, collecting as much as they can from the carrier, paying the city or the village or whoever as little as they can. But at the end of the day, we, you, American Tower, don't dictate how long or short any one carrier like AT&T or T-Mobile will need to broadcast at any one location. So because companies like T-Mobile and Sprint Merge or Metro PCS and Crickets and the Singlers and all the other Nextels and things that are you know, so forth, we can go on forever. But moral of the story is that on one hand, these, these cash flows are very passive, you know, you know, they just show up in the mailbox. On the flip side, they're basically a month-to-month -month check that only goes for as long or as short as one carrier needs a certain location or a temporary technology, a way to 5G and 20G and, you know, I don't know, like iPhone's only been around for 15 years, so who knows what the next 15 years will look like. But, but at the end of the day, to bring it all home, we say that, look, we are willing to pool risk with these, for instance, $6,800 check. We don't know, just like you don't know, and or anybody else knows, AT&T may come back in two years and say, hey, we have 7G, we could strap these things to telephone poles or utility lines, or it's, it's, it's wild to think what 10 years, we, you know, we speak from pay phones, so it's really hard to predict the future, but we say, look, Although we will pull risk and pay $1.6 million, that 1.6 that you are paid allows TowerPoint to collect an existing non-guaranteed check for as long or as short as it may be with zero clue how long that will be. And once you've received your, in this instance, $1.6 million, that money could never be taken from you, whether or not this, the lease continues for one month, one year, one decade, one whatever. So we say, look, although we inherit any sort of downside because they could non-renew, you could look at your lease. Page one says that it's just simply made up of five-year options, uh, where if it goes away, non-renews, we that's just our cost of doing business. If there's ways for you guys to get more leases or more income, that's your money. We're happy to see if we could bring on more income. We'd love to do multiple transactions in the future, but simply put, you still remain the property owner. American Tower still manages that still owns the steel or manages it for the carrier. We simply enforce your rights 
and hold the American Tower to the rules and the rights that you've set forth on them per your lease so you gain extra control of your property. We enforce the rules onto American Tower because we do this all day and uh, you get paid a huge sum of money that we think that uh, you probably wouldn't pay for 50 or 60, 700 dollars. So yeah, that's the, uh, that's kind of the gist. All right, and then the other, the other question I had just to confirm from when we talked a couple weeks ago. So we, we would still, so you would, you would pay us the, the so say the 1.6 million, but then as far as the, the, the revenue coming in from AT&T, T-Mobile, Dish, whoever's on there, did I remember this right, that then we would get half of that and you would get half of that? Or kind of that? Sort of additional revenue above the existing rental schedule. So I guess, in, so to drive it home, in, if you were to receive this $1.6 million, Tower Point's now collecting essentially a $6,800 check and, and so whatever that sum would be. So I guess the way that I, I could kind of construe it is, for all I know, one of those $1,700 may come off at some point and you, you know, that doesn't change how much you've been paid. So although we inherit the downside, if we have, I don't know, Verizon or uh, I don't know, like some other company that comes on, um, you would receive uh, an equal share of any sort of additional revenue as a specific. So that's, but that's additional above and beyond what we have today. So correction here. So any additional leases that came on would be 100% yours. But we would be collecting the existing 68, I guess in this case, $6,800. And that's the 1.6. Okay, so 0% so, so of the, the existing, but anything new, we get 100%. Correct. And for how long is this? Uh, for, so two, two answers to that. Based upon the $1.6 million, we would say that we would buy an interest in the lease for just as long or just as short as this may go for. We have no idea if that's 70 years or 70 months or 70 days. Um, if you wanted to hedge your bets and say, look, we don't really have a use for 1.6 Maybe we have a, a way to deploy effectively 1 million, for instance, but you don't want to sell it forever because you think the technology will still be relevant at year 35, just to give an example here. I could say, look, rather than paying you $1.6 million, and that goes for 70 years or 70 days, we could say that we will instead pay you $1 million instead of 1.6, but if the lease happens to be there at year I don't know, year 25 or year 30 or something in that vicinity, it would come back to the village all over again where you still get your money and there's a reversion date in the nearest future. Not, not, not to muddy the waters with too many options, but there are options to put a very nearer term cap on the purchase duration, if that makes sense. But usually people say, I don't think the technology, I, I think people will still have cell phones in 30 years, but the way that, you know, will we'll, they have to have a metal stick in the ground generating 7,000 a month, maybe that's up for debate. And you would say, rather than leaving in this example, $600,000 on the table, for a chance it'll be there at year 30, maybe it's just wiser to deploy that money now, but that's to each their own. 
So how do you make? Oh, so go ahead. No, go ahead. How, then how do you make your your money then? Yeah, sure. Well, we. Yeah, I mean we're we're pulling risk. Um, you know, in this instance, I think the way that the numbers broke down is that we would be essentially paying, not not to dumb it down too much, but we'd be paying almost twenty years of the current annual revenue guaranteed for something that's not, I guess, guaranteed for any period of time. So I guess if this was a one-off, you know, would one group such as us, even though we have 7,000 of these, pay that much money for one? So that, that's a bigger valuation than actual brick and mortar real estate that will be there forever. So it really comes down to, to risk pooling for us where some may go 10 years, some may go 40, then some may go five months, some may go longer. So. I guess our way to make money that once you factor in all the overhead and everything else we're doing, we're really just doing our best to hope that at that point in the future, we will break even on some and some others we won't, you know, I guess, you know, I wouldn't, like you or I wouldn't insure the 18 year old Mustang driver, you know, his hundred dollar premium for insurance, you know, when we know that if he drove it through a shopping center, you know, then you're going to be out all that money. But if you were to have a large company with thousands and thousands and thousands of people, where it's just it's just we're just pulling the risk. Where is one site worth one point six million dollars? Probably not. But if we have seven thousand of them and we could actually use the power in numbers, where now American Tower we have four thousand of their locations. If they want upgrades from us, we may charge them for it. Um, if maybe we could use four thousand, the power of numbers to keep the site around a little bit longer than someone else could. That, that could be a situation. Maybe um, there could be some really crummy sites set in Arkansas generating $500 a month on a tower and we and it's coming to expiration. We might have 4,000 4, other towers to say, well, you've had a free ride for 500 bucks a month. Maybe it's time that you guys get it up to maybe something a little bit closer to you know the great rent that you guys get. So it can help bring under market leases the higher market leases. So those are just some of the reasons why we Give more value. Well, I'm I'm having a hard time also trying to figure out how you um, make your money because I just and I'm no mathematician. However, just what we pay divided by what they're giving, you wouldn't get your money back from us until, like you said, it'll be 19, 19 years and six months, roughly. Exactly. So, uh, huh? Yeah, that that was exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. On the, okay, 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 okay. So then now, now it's making a little bit more sense. I'm still sitting here kind of, I was totally trying to figure out, not that, you know, I'm more concerned about the city than the beer company. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the fact that this, this didn't make sense. And then, so also the fact is when uh, you were asked how long, are you saying that there's no contract that the city would sign for any amount of time? So, or the, am I hearing that wrong? Sure. So, I'll give you two examples here of the exact uh, kind of quantifiable uh, kind of uh, numbers that we're using here. So, when we buy something, it's just like if you were to buy a, uh, not to be cheesy with the analogy, but to paint a picture. I mean, we look at these cell site leases because it's, it's for as long or short as the technology goes for. So, similar as if you were buying a, a microwave or a refrigerator or a washer dryer. When you buy it, something that you know it's not going to run forever, you're just you're going to go buy it, you own it forever, but you know that you're just going to, you know, one day it's not going to turn on anymore, and you just 
and then it's just, it's just done. So we could categorize that or phrase it as say that we're buying this 30-day cancelable lease in perpetuity where we're buying it for 99 years or some way to represent that we buy it for as long or as short as it's there. But we include what's called an abandonment clause that says that regardless of any purchase term that we're, we're applying, once the site goes away and it's no longer viable, our purchased interest just dissolves into thin air as if it never happened. The land is restored immediately. So we may do a, so just for the intensive purposes of you guys extracting the most amount of money, we may throw you know, 99 years or some large number just to capture to say that it's as for as long or as short as it's there. But if the site's gone in three years from now, our interest just goes away shortly after, and then you could put up, um, you know, Jalen's Java, or you know, that you, you you put up whatever you want in that in that in that place where that site once was. And once telecom's gone, we're gone. It's not gonna last forever. But if you said, hey, there's a chance that it could run for 50 years, and I want to know that if it's there at that time, it comes back to the village again. Then we could say, well, okay, look, and maybe you know, obviously, the long the, the the longer potential we buy it, the more money that we'll pay. And I guess that's not very profound, but if you wanted to put a maximum cap to say that your purchase may never, no matter what, go past 30 years, I could say, okay, well, maybe it's not 1.6, but it'll be 1.1 or something like that. And if it happens to be there at year 30, then it comes back to you guys again. But, but I'm, I'm just speaking, just like the other offer that you received is just kind of forever or how long it goes. I hope that helped a little bit. Another question. Then, how does our using you rather than working directly with American Tower? How how does that benefit us? Sure. Well, I could kind of lay out the current paths that you have. Um, path number one is you have a lease that I think currently expires in about a year. Whether you extended, and I'm, I'm trying to drive home the point here, but whether you extended that lease for a year or for a million years, they, if, if those carriers, if one of those carriers leaves in six months, $1,700 is gone. Two carriers leaves, another 1,700 is just, just gone, gone, gone forever. So I guess it's like, we, you know, the $6,800 is great, but you just have to know that it's a smaller amount of money. And then every single time one carrier leaves, you lose $1,700 and it's gone forever. So that, Whatever that rent is, it would have to go into $1.6 million a lot of times to add up to how much we're, I guess, what we're paying. And I don't want to get into an inflationary conversation, but you also got to think it, what's $1.6 million in hand today? Like factoring in inflation, you know, even if the rent goes up a little bit every year, five years, it's, it's time value money. You'd have to collect a whole lot of checks to, to have that make sense. I guess in, in, and I guess option number two, you can try to get a similar number out of American Tower, but keep in mind that number one, if you were to do a deal with American Tower, right now they're the lessee, you're the lessor. There's a good, you know, you have a lease that they got to follow rules. If they were to take over simultaneous lessee and lessor and put your existing lease that kind of keeps them honest and that goes through a shredder and they replace it with a much more cumbersome document over the property where all the things like about right now they have to take down the tower and 
that it's not being used, it becomes a very dicey situation where they have now that they would then control a lot of the uh, interest over the property or power of attorney to file for permits. Um, you would be on the phone number with the 1-800 phone number if their contractor does something. You'd be cut out of future opportunities. Uh, it would be a very large document that would be very bad, I think, for the city property. It's very different if we were to give you not only more money, but then we're actually holding them to the existing lease. We're seeing if there's ways to get more money out of them. And you actually, you're, you're, you would then, with PowerPoint, you would actually be a partner. If we could bring on another lease, you get the whole new lease. We would just love to buy it from you. If we're managing against American Tower right now, they do, let's say that they do an upgrade on your property right now. For one, you probably don't even know they're doing an upgrade. You wouldn't even know what the upgrade was. You wouldn't know what situations could be more money. Uh, you probably aren't experts in, in cellular. We actually, we have 4,000 of their sites. We know that if they're doing a certain upgrade that it usually constitutes a $20,000 windfall or $500 additional a month, and that could be new money that the city could have. So I guess with our offer, we'll pay you more money, better for the property, and you'll actually have additional revenue opportunities rather than being cut out of it forever. Um, so I guess that's my attempt at a 60 second, uh, kind of what the options are. <clears throat> Were there any other um, questions? Okay, well, thank you for your presentation. I appreciate that. Sure. Yeah, if you want some PowerPoints or something else on any uh, topics in particular, happy to do it. Um, just wanted to give you just to the number how it works. I mean, if you could send us a summarization of, I mean, I think we all took notes, but a summarization of what uh, we just discussed, um, that would be great. Perfect. Anything else? I don't think so. Okay. All right. Well, I'm sure you'll have a question. Five minutes after so, you know. So, if, if I'm just thinking out loud here, if we wanted to put an antenna on the tower, say for our police department, I think that's allowed under our, our existing lease. But if, if we were to sell it to them, then they would more than likely preclude us from doing things like that, correct? Yeah. Simply put, by Tower Point buying an interest in the lease, Everything in the lease that exists now will continue to remain intact and will actually be a second layer to enforce those things. Um, our council here, we're like, you know, the top council at T-Mobile and a lot of these carry. So meaning to say, if there's anything allowed in your lease, just because we step into the shoes of the lease doesn't mean that we could get rid of it. We would just be enforcing the rights as the advocate of the village in addition to all the money. So you would be able to do any of that stuff would be fun. Well, thank you again. We'll look forward to um, receiving the uh, summary. Perfect. Pleasure making your acquaintance. Same here. Have a good evening. Um, next on the agenda would be the budget calendar. Before we move on. Oh, um, so I know in the last offer letter that American Power sent that they wanted us to let them know by 315. So I guess, um, you know, Susie, we may have to ask for a, another extension to that because 
we're going to need to discuss what we want to do. Uh, you know, what approach that we want to take. And I don't think we have a meeting with them on this evening. So. Uh, no worries. I actually already spoke to Lorene um, from American Tower. Uh, well, I guess I had to have been last week since it's only Monday. Um, so I did talk to her and I let her know that, um, you know, that you, you're, you had not yet made a decision um, and that it, I was aware that it was, um, you know, the letter says the 15th and she said, that's no problem. Uh, she can override that date. And um, I did tell her that I would, had intentions of, of including this on your, um, your regular meeting agenda at the end of this month. So she, she seemed uh, satisfied with the answer and um, assured me that there was no issues with that. And there, for um, American Title, the tower that was a buyout. Oops, that was a buyout without. We can't do anything else, right? They, they offered us a, a buyout or a continuation of the. And the buyout was one point eight. It was eight. It was eight point five. Right. Yeah. Right. That's why I'm just trying to. I mean, I thought maybe we should kind of discuss about some of these. I think, I mean, my perspective on it, and my discussion about trends in the market, I would think you go back to American Tower and say, look, we've got your competitor, mm -hmm. someone who's offering at 1.6. Mm -hmm. You know, they, if that's what the direction the city wants to go is along someone front. Uh, well, it's one, it's one point six, and then if anyone else is going to get one hundred percent of the new lease, also correct. Where American Tower is saying this is one point two, and we're done, nothing extra. So. Well, and the difference is, is that these guys pay down the rest. Yeah. Whereas if we go with American Tower, they've got a thirty-day execution clause because then they can just say we're done. Right. You know, T-Mobile left, and we don't have anybody else for the tower. We're, we're done. We've got something wrong. Uh, we don't well, get any more anyway. Uh, I mean, outside of the lease, right? What what they're obligated to they sign the lease, they're obligated to the lease, so they actually have to be let off the hook for future payments if we do have a month like that. For the American Tower, I'm saying if we did the buyout for the American Tower. That's one point two. You're done. Nothing else. No, they're not doing extra. They're not doing anything. Where this one is the one point six, and then they're done unless, of course, there's someone new that comes onto the tower that will get those proceeds. Now with American Tower, is that the same situation? We just, we're just done. We do the buyout. We're just done because we're so, with, with, with they said, we no longer get revenue from the from the carriers if we go with the buyout. Their power, we get the one point two million dollars. We're done. Okay. Scott, doesn't, the, doesn't their lease have a, a 30 day? I, I'd have to look at their, their, the original lease. I don't believe it is. Uh, yes, I'm old. Um, 
you know, just for the 30 days. What was it? Maybe that can be verified by staff yeah. for the next meeting. But that's only what you're looking for. This is each, for my own clarity is to say if we still continue with the lease portion of it. Right. We definitely wouldn't get the revenue from the right. security. You know, trying to um, discuss it through, um, kind of have some discussion around it. So um, did you give, uh, Susie, did you give her a date or did you just say it was gonna be on our next, um, because I want to I want to make sure that we're discussing it at the right time. Right. I like I I I did not tell her specifically when discussion would occur, but I did tell her that um I was intending to put it on the um March what is that 21st agenda. So that's as that's as specific as I got with her. It was the March 21st agenda. I, I guess I'm just making sure that she's not expecting us to do an action item if we're not discussing it. It was kind of going through some discussion now, and that on April, excuse me, uh, March 21st, we have a discussion, and then we go into our meeting to uh, do an action item. And I'm thinking that's a no, so we're looking. I mean, I, I'm thinking it's a no. So the actual action item should probably take place the third week in April, just so there's enough time to discuss it once we know the if there's a uh, termination clause. I didn't commit to having you have an action item on the 21st. Okay, of March. So I'm asking don't put an action item on the 21st. All right, but I will leave um, for the purposes of the study session on the 21st. We'll have this as a discussion item again, Absolutely. and then we'll do um, the May or May April action item. Absolutely. Okay. Any other discussion around this? All right. Now we'll go to the budget calendar. All right. Um hold on. Let me finish my note because this one's me. Um and it's a really a really simple question. We are um speaking of April. April and May, we are um, we are going to need you. You all will need to have uh, some special budget me meetings and budget hearings. Uh, I would like to have a tentative calendar available to share with you, um, but instead of just pulling random dates out of my hat, I'm, I'd like to know if there's a certain days of the week that may be good for you as a group to schedule these um, these meetings. Uh, obviously, Mondays are good for council meeting dates. I don't know if you want to continue to try and meet on your quote unquote off Mondays or if there's another another day of the week or two that I should be looking at as I'm looking at the calendar. You said in April? April, I imagine we'll need um, 
I imagine that we'll need a couple a couple dates in April, a couple dates in May, and maybe even one in June. Um, I, I, I do need to look back at what was done last year in terms of how many special meetings, but I'm just looking for a little, just a little bit of direction on, on days of the week that work best for, for council. We also have MML dates of research. And, and I would include those in, in in an overall calendar. I personally, I think that would be, it'd be helpful for me. And if it's helpful for me, I bet it's helpful for you. Um, for me, um, keeping it as on a Monday would be. Mondays? Um, for, for me, that's, uh, that's. Okay. For me, what I'm suggesting for. And I would keep it around the, you know, the study session times six. You're Anyone asking else? us, right? Yes, please. Anyone else? I have no problem. Okay. So if you only have one open window in May. I'm sorry, can Wait. you repeat that? Looks like we only have one open Monday in May. We have a study session on the 2nd, a meeting on the 16th. What the 9th and the 23rd? Well, the 30th is Memorial, Memorial Day, so that's out. The 9th and the 23rd. Why did we change our regular meeting then? Doesn't because of holidays. Oh, okay. So Mondays are the general day of the week that um, everyone's everyone's good with. I am. Yes. Okay. I mean, if you have to, I think if we get closer to the time, it will be a little easier to give you better days or more. That's about the um, the schedule soon, though. Yeah, I I mean I would like to I I I. I understand what you're saying, uh, Councilman Jennings. I, I think that knowing that these, uh, particularly for the budget, I mean, that's there will be no other agenda items on these meetings, just you know, budget meetings uh, to keep us focused. So I just wanna make sure that we have, I mean, those are gonna be very important as we move forward in the timeline of things. So I just wanna make sure we have that schedule set and, um, we're not hurting any cats. Okay. Monday. All right. I'll do with the Mondays. Mondays when? 
Well, I'll, I'll, I'm like I said, I'm going to try and keep it to the the established schedule six, seven thirty, if that's what needs to happen. But um, I'll send out. I'll. This gives me some direction, so I'll put together a tentative calendar um, for you all to take a look at before anything. Before I before I ask you to actually schedule them, and uh, we can figure out any any uh, conflicts, we can work around that. Okay, and I'll have I'll have this ready for you at the end of the month. Okay. Or the twenty first, sorry. And that's all I have. Thank you very much. Um, next, we have public comment. And from what I see, there is no public here um, on Zoom. Can you check to see if there's anybody in the audience that happens to be in the other room? Thank you. Oh, you know, I, I went out of place. I'm so sorry. Mary, I'm so comments. I don't have any. Um, I don't have any comments. Let me my Yes, I do. Sorry. The next one would be DTE. I'm not sure if anybody else is really having this problem. If no one else is having problems with DTE running over the grass and putting ruts in the in the um, lawn, then I will call them myself. But I know I've talked to Susie before about it because it's gotten a little worse along Santa Barbara from what I saw. I haven't gotten any additional uh, comments after our conversations, but um, I would certainly encourage you and any residents that um, may watch this in the future. Uh, anytime we have issues with contractors, please try to get a photo of them in action too, because that really helps us go back when they say, oh, it wasn't us. <laughs> Yeah, it was. So, um, you know, whether or not I know it's hard to get that action shot, right? Like, that's not what you're thinking of when it's happening or after the fact, but um, just reminding everyone to check, you know, if you've got a ring doorbell or something like that, um, see if you can pull an image off of that too. That, that helps us as we go forward, but we can certainly bring DTE. Um, okay. I, well, I mean, I would certainly ask. It's just my issue, so I can reach out to Jennifer myself for that. Um, council comments? Any? No. No? Oh, well, then I will entertain a motion to um, let me get it out a motion to adjourn. Thank you for joining. You all have a great evening. Have a great night. Thank you.